Hi Church. Thank you very much for logging in into my last session on Chew on the Word. I've decided to make this a last session until possibly August when I will restart it again when we have our 40 days of fast and pray. Thank you so much for joining me week after week, every Wednesday for the last four months or so, ever since the beginning of March. Uh, because it's the last session, please indulge me. I might take a little bit longer, 25 minutes, instead of the usual 20. Tonight, I want to share with you something of great importance. What should our worldview be presently as we look ahead? I didn't say look forward, huh? but look ahead at the times as prophesied in the Bible in the future. Those of SIBKL will remember that I shared last week on the two heart postures, H-E-A-R-T, heart postures that we should have in the present moment. Tonight, I'm not talking about the heart. I'm talking about the mind, the worldview, the perspectives, the outlook, if you like, if you like, because what we think governs how we act. So what should our worldview be presently as we anticipate what the end times will be? And I will be sharing from Daniel chapter 12, the last chapter in the book of Daniel. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Daniel chapter 12. And I would encourage you to have your Bible with you. Um, while we are turning to Daniel chapter 12, let me also say something as an introduction. You know, um, so many prophecies have been given regarding the end times. Majority, if not all, uh, are prophecies of gloom and doom. And so we have a cynical view of such prophecies. We tend to sneer at it, mock at it, even belittle it, even set it aside. And uh, we brand these prophets of gloom and doom to, that they have what I call a chicken little mentality. You know, I have a grandson, my only one, and I love him to bits. And so what I do is that I read to him a lot of children's stories that uh, we are so used to. And one of the stories I read to him now is Chicken Little. You all remember Chicken Little? How this little chick uh, had an acorn falling from a huge oak tree and the acorn struck his head and he thought that the whole sky has fallen down. So he goes around everybody, tells, telling everybody, hey, the sky has fallen down. Actually, it's only a little acorn. And so we say that all these prophets have a chicken little mentality. Hey, it's only an acorn, ma. The sky hasn't fallen down, ma. And so what has happened is that when we face such realities of the future, we tend to 
lull ourselves into a state of slumber and stupor and our spiritual senses are all dulled. Let's look at the Bible. Let's look at Daniel chapter 12. What does the Bible say about the future? And then I'll share with you three worldviews that we should have presently in our minds. So let me read to you, first of all, Daniel chapter 12, the first four verses to begin with. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as had never happened from the beginning of nations until then. He didn't say until now. So when a time of the great distress come, it will be so distressful, so great, that it will, has never been experienced until then. But at that time, your people and everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered, the book of life. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. What is this? The resurrection. This is Daniel, you know. 550 years before Jesus Christ, he's talking about the resurrection of the dead. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. How will the future be as predicted by the prophet Daniel? Can I also say this? We have to take Daniel very seriously. Why? Because in Daniel chapter 9, he talked about his 70 weeks. Seven weeks from the moment the children of Israel goes back from Babylon to rebuilding the temple. And then 62 weeks from the rebuilding of the temple to the coming of the anointed one. Seven and 62, 69 weeks all fulfilled. One more week. The last seven days of the end times yet to be fulfilled. And here's my point. If a prophet comes to you and predicted 69 weeks all fulfilled, one more week. Don't you think we should take him seriously? 69 weeks of accurate prophecy, all fulfilled. One more week. I will take it very seriously. And he is talking now of the last seven days. We have to take him very seriously. So he talks in the end times of two great times. One time he called it the time of distress. As never before known, I call it the time of great 
distress. You think the pandemic is terrible? It's going to get worse. And scripture being very consistent, Jesus himself said it in Matthew chapter 24 when he talks about the end days. I won't go into that. But I just want to say that the future is not good. So is it the end now, Pastor? Is it the end? No. And I told my leaders one week ago, personally, I do not believe that this is the end. Why? And I got my reasons for it. Again, if you take me for lunch or buy me dinner, I'll tell you why. But the fact if this is not the end, what is it? It is a forewarning. It is like Hebrews 12. The alarm are sounded. The alarm clock as well as the alarm bell. Meaning, we have to take cognizance. We have to take this as a forewarning of what is to come. So, two times I mentioned the time of the great distress. And also in chapter 12, verse 1, at that time, Michael, the great prince, who protects your people will arise. So besides the time of the great distress, it is also the time of the arising of the Archangel Michael. Who is Archangel Michael? Archangel Michael is the Archangel of war. Gabriel is the Archangel of message or communication. Michael is the archangel of war. That's why in Daniel chapter 10, it was Michael that fought with the prince of Persia. And here, in the end times, what happens is that Michael will arise. So the second time, second kind of times that will come is the arising of the archangel Michael, the archangel of war. In other words, there will be great war in the heavenly realms. And again, scripture is very, very consistent. Revelations chapter 12, verse 7 onwards, tells us what will happen at that time when the archangel Michael will fight with the dragon, the serpent, the devil. Very specific. And there will be a great war in the heavenly realms. And Revelation 12 tells us that the devil, the dragon, the serpent will be hurled to the earth. Woe to the earth. It will be the time of the great tribulation. Wow. Two times. The time of the great distress on the earth reflected reflecting the heavenly war because whatever happens in the heavenly realms is reflected on planet Earth. So in the light of all these prophecies, that we must take it very seriously because remember, 69 weeks 
of Daniel's prophecy of the 70 weeks have already come to pass. What then should our worldview be? How should we think? Because whatever we think, as I said earlier, governs our life and our lifestyle. Three worldviews. The first worldview is what I call the missional worldview. At the time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will rise. There will time a great distress, which has not yet happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting content. Missional worldview. Why? Because it mentions about the book. What book? It is the book of life. Revelations 20, 21 calls it the Lamb's book of life. And it says, anyone whose name is written in that book will be delivered. They will be saved. They will be rescued. The corollary is true. Anyone whose name is not written in the book of life will perish. And if that is so, it is incumbent upon you and me to take it very seriously and given the remaining time ahead of us, we should now have a missional outlook, evangelize, share the good news so that more and more people, our loved ones, our colleagues, our friends, does it matter that they should be saved the book of life tells me that there is a huge database in heaven and huge Mac, a huge Excel file, if you like. And the names of those not written in the book will perish. Is it important to you? To me, that the people whom we love, whom we value, our best friends, Shouldn't we want their names to be written in the book of life? He talks here. Multitudes will sleep in the dust. Some will awake to everlasting life. And he says, those who are wise, verse 3, will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever. So, come on friends, let, let us lead many to righteousness, not a few. Let us need many because literally it's a matter of life and death. The missional outlook. The second worldview, perspective, outlook that we must have now in the light of what lies ahead of us is the biblical outlook. You know, the Word of God must saturate our minds. We must allow the Word of God to dictate how we live our lives, how we conduct our lifestyle. Where, where, where did I get the Word of God from? The scroll. The scroll. Verse 4. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. What scroll? 
the word of God. Because clearly, what was Daniel doing? He was opening up the word of God at that time that was written on parchments of scroll. Largely the Old Testament, largely the Pentateuch. But the entire life of Daniel was governed by the scroll, the word of God. That's right, under four kings, he was so successful. And what was Daniel reading Jeremiah 29. Remember when the Lord prompted him that it's time now for the children of Israel to return back to Israel. The entire life of Daniel was governed by the scroll. Friends, this is our scroll. We have the Old Testament and the New Testament. The complete Word of God. Let the Word of God govern our worldview. You know this Bible that I have here? I got it since 1973. 47 years old. You know, I just show you. Uh, it's very, very messy. 47 years I have this Bible with me. And I will carry this Bible to my grave. I read it. I meditate on it, and it governs my entire life, even when I was in the marketplace. And it should be the same for you. The biblical worldview. And I shared with you many times as I BKL, only two things last forever. The souls of men, the Word of God. Absolutely right. Missional outlook, Biblical outlook. The souls of men. The word of God. And here is the third worldview. The eternal worldview. In other words, everything that we live in the life now or whatever the remains of our days have to be governed with eternity in mind. In other words, live every day with eternity in mind. Eternal life begins now. And everything that we do in the remaining days of our lives count for eternity. So don't waste it chasing after things that don't matter. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Live life with eternity in view. Don't waste your life. Where, where do I find here? He talks here about those that are wise. Are you wise? Are you wise, my friend? Are you wise? Those that are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and forever. Friend, I'd rather be the star that shines forever and forever in heaven than to be the star on the earth that fades away. Focus on that star. All of us will be stars. The key is the intensity in which we shine, you see. Be the star in heaven. Don't be the star on the earth. You know, Lee Majors, the $6 million man, or only my generation will know who he is, lah, the bionic man. He said one day when his 
star was on the fame uh, uh, celebrity street in Hollywood where all the stars, if you make it, were given a star on, on, on the street. And he said that when the, his star was unveiled, and he said this, Today, I see my star on the street. Tomorrow, I will see dog's pool on my star. So true. Today, you see your star on the street. Tomorrow, you see dog's pool on your star. Live for God. Today, Lee Majors is 81 years old, committed Christian. Be the star that shines forever and forever. Live with, with an eternal mindset. Live for God. Let me close. Two times, three mindsets. How do I close? Verse 10 of Daniel 12. The angel told Daniel, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand. But you, Daniel, those that are wise, they will understand. So my friend, as I share this with you on the last session of Chew on the Word, do you understand or not? Do you understand? Because whatever you understand will dictate how you live your life for the rest of your days. So the Lord said to Daniel, as for you, Daniel, go your way till the end. You will rest. And then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. You know, I shared this with you. I want all of us to make it. And I've pondered many times before, when I reach heaven, what would be the three things that I will say? Well, first thing I will say is, wow. 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 It's a wow moment. Probably the second thing I would say is I would thank God. Like Billy Graham. Thank God I made it. Thank God I made it. And the third thing I will say is I see. I see. Now, I understand. Sorry, Lord, I didn't understand. I complained. But now, I understand. 
So can I encourage you, my friend? Live for God. With a missional outlook. With a biblical outlook. And live with eternity in mind. Thank you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the word of God that lives forever. Everything will pass away, but your word will never, never pass away. Help us, Father Lord, to to have this missional outlook, to live for you, to share the good news, because Lord, it is your heart, your desire that none will perish. And help us, Lord, to live according to the Word of God in our lives, the biblical worldview. And help us, Lord, to live with eternity in mind. Yes, Lord, we may not understand now, but I know, Father Lord, that one day we will understand, as you said in your Word in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, now we see, but, but only a poor reflection. Then we shall see face to face with you, Lord. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I'm fully known. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift you up, turn his face towards you, and always grant you shalom. Shalom. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful night's rest.